and welcome to the Enchantress Society with Tia Johnson, a place where you get to be you, where you get to unlock your magic in a sacred and judgment-free zone. The Enchantress Society is your witchy sisterhood of enchanting women who guides and supports you along your spiritual journey from the mundane to the magical. I invite you to sit for a spell as I interview guests and spill the spiritual tea on how we can create the magical life we deserve. Hello there. We are moving right along in this cosmic series. All right. So we started off with uh, what is cosmic magic and what you need to know. Then we had Ali, the astral witch, talk about what it really means when planets go retrograde. And we learned that every planet goes retrograde, (laughs) among other things. And now here we are, the third episode of the series cosmic goddesses and i've decided to include the goddesses because when we are working with the planets it doesn't hurt to have a little help right and also for many people the goddesses are more relatable until they learn more about the celestial bodies right sometimes it's a little bit of a hard concept like oh wait jupiter so i'm working with the planet jupiter it's like yeah you are um (laughs) or or if even if it's saturn or you know mercury whatever planet there is a deity or deities that are associated with that planet so you can take the route of working with goddesses gods that have uh, connections with those planets. So when you go to create an altar, you can have, you know, uh, goddess, I'm looking at my list here. Let's start with the first one, Mama Quila. You know, you can get a picture of her or, you know, a statue of her, have it on your table, your altar, whatever. If you want to work with her for lunar magic, etc. Okay, so it's just another avenue to help you along this journey. You know, I am all about giving you multiple ways to do something. So here we are, cosmic goddesses. Who are they and why work with them? So I I talked about the why work with them. Some people, again, it's just easier to work with the goddesses um, as opposed to just straight work with the planet. Um, even the days of the week, we know a lot of the days of the week are named after the planets. And some of my friends do say happy, happy Jupiter day, uh, or what's another one? Saturn day, uh, because Thursday is associated with Jupiter. Um, so, or, or Thor's day, you know, because Thor is the God as associated with Thursday. Thursday is named after Thor, um, and uh, so, yeah, there, there are many ways you can go about this, talk about it, connect with people and say these things. And you might just start saying um, happy Saturn day <laughs> to your friends because it just feels more natural and around muggles or if you're in, you know, a professional space, you might say, you know, 
Saturday. <laughs> it's all good. But again, this is this is all educational. And that's why one of the reasons why I did the magical days of the week on the blog, because I like to, to give the origin of the, the I to tell the origin story or at least provide some part of that origin story and then give you the links for you to do independent research. So I included the links for the research uh, here. So you can, again, do the independent reading. So who are they? Vast, okay. <laughs> uh, the cosmic goddesses and gods are across the board in all cultures. So I got a nice little mixture here, okay. And it's a little bit annoying because some of these websites only want to talk about certain pantheons as if other pantheons didn't exist it's like okay come on so i gotta do a little bit more digging to find (laughs) goddesses from other cultures so that's a little bit annoying but anyway let's start off with mama quila so i have eight deities here because eight is my life path number so i figured you know what eight is a good number uh, so I was thinking three, maybe five, maybe 10, but eight is where we are at with this. So Mama Quila, Quila, she is the Incan moon goddess, and she's also the goddess for this month's uh, goddess-themed training in the Enchantress Coven. So I was really excited to see her name pop up in the beginning. So it is a website with a list of, it's not a complete list, but it has a lot of deities listed there so i was excited when i saw her name pop up under the lunar section so you will see in this or you will hear in this episode uh lunar goddesses so i give an example of a couple of lunar goddesses solar goddesses star and planets so all right uh yeah, so Mama Quila, she is the, as I said, she's the goddess of this month and the Enchantress Coven. Uh, the training is revolved around one of her correspondences, which is Cycle. So that's uh, very cool. All right, so she is the Incan, or someplace I also saw Inca. So I haven't really understood the difference. And Ken and Ka, maybe as a typo, moon goddess. She is also known as, so her, her name spelling is, uh, it, it varies. So it's K-I-L-L-A and then it's Q-U-I-L-L-A. But whether it's spelled with the K or a Q, it's pronounced as if it's the Q. So Quila. She's also known as Mother Moon. She is considered a defender of women. As such, she is also the goddess of marriage and menstrual cycles. Uh, Mama Quila was important for the Inca calendar because for them, she was responsible for calculating the passage of time. So why work with her, right, as, as a cosmic goddess? Because of that lunar energy she brings, because of how she's a defender of women, okay, because of what she represents, you know, calculating the passage of time. So to work with Mama Quila is to understand 
cycles, as I was saying earlier, the passage of time, you know, understanding where you are right now in life, okay, and and acknowledging where you have been, acknowledging where you're at right now, okay, like wholeheartedly where you're at right now and where you're going. And in doing so, you'll you'll see patterns and cycles and things that you need to tweak in your life to get you to where you want to be. Okay. And this is this is important because you know, even with the moon, the moon has cycles, and it's best for us to understand that about ourselves. You know, what are our personal cycles? And when you work with these goddesses goddesses you're asking for that guidance okay so they're not going to do the work for you but they will help you okay so also what i want to say about that is when you choose to work with these energies just understand what you want like what you truly want okay is one thing to understand that lunar energy at the time right it's another thing when you want to work with that energy but you're not being honest about your desires so just make sure as you're working with these energies at this cosmic level that you are honest with yourself okay no one else has to know your desires. <laughs> Some people don't want to say their desires out loud because they think they might jinx themselves or whatever the case may be. They, they don't want to put it out there because some people think, oh, it, it's not even going to happen. So I don't want to set myself up. That's a bad way of thinking. And it also states that Mama Quila is um, the wife and sister of Sun God Inti. I may be mispronouncing it. I'm sure I'm mispronouncing it. It's I-N-T-I. So we're going <laughs> to, I'm not going to even address the whole sister part, but uh, with the wife portion, again, because she's, she's also part of, uh, you know, being that goddess of marriage. You can even work with her during a full moon to help you bring in that that partner with that solar energy, you know, someone who's going to warm your heart, you know, illuminate your life more. And I'm not saying that you're in this cold, dark place. No, it's just, you know, when you fall in love, you feel warmer inside and, you know, it's just different. So you can also work with Mama Quila during a moon cycle. Okay. Because let's see here. I did not see if it's stated, if you had to work with her or if, if there was a certain moon phase in particular to work with her. So, and again, th this is a brief synopsis of who she is and what she does. So for example, like with Hecate, she is associated with the dark moon. So this may be the full moon that, that is associated with Mama Quila. But again, I encourage you to do a little, little digging. Nevertheless, you know, work with her. If you want to get married, if you want to spice up things in your marriage, 
if you are looking for someone to help you with, you know, defense, if you if you want to take self-defense classes, if you want to understand your intuition, things like that, okay? While working with the moon magic, okay? While understanding time, the passage of time, right? Time is not linear. We are exist- existing in the past, present, and future all at the same time. I know it's crazy, and it's a completely, <laughs> it's a whole nother episode. <laughs> but, uh, you know, you can work with her on multiple levels, or you can pick one topic, right, and, and focus, focus on that and do a deep dive. So, you know, if, if that is something that is interesting to you, and I'm suggesting this, join the Enchantress Coven. The training is already there, okay? The workbook is there, the the training, the video training, and the monthly oracle reading um, that I channeled uh, from Mama Quila, among other things, okay? So that is in there for you. And the link to join the Enchantress Coven is in the description of this episode, All right, so moving on to the next goddess here, we have goddess Mawu. And I believe I talked about her in a previous episode. Um, I'm not sure which one, but I think I brought her up. I don't think there was an episode that was dedicated to her is what I'm saying. So goddess Mawu. Her themes include creativity, universal law, passion, abundance, birth, and inspiration. Her symbols are clay and the moon. Mawu arrives on an elephant's back, expected with springs, creative energy. Hers is a wise, passionate, and timely birth ruled by natural laws and universal order. So she is associated with the sun and the moon. Okay, so she embodies both. Okay. In Africa, she is a lunar aligned creatrix who made people from clay. As a mother figure, Mawu inspires the universe's abundance and and every dreamer's imagination. So she is your cheerleader. Imagine her, you know, she 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 looks like uh reminds me of um mother nature you know, like mother earth and you know imagine her you know as as your caring loving nurturing mom supporting you and she's your cheerleader on the sideline as you are working on abundance and your imagination right she, she she's the one that's like go 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 yes yes let those dreams become your reality you got this let your imagination go crazy all right so it states here, rituals for Mawu rejoice in her life-giving energy, often through lovemaking. So, I mean, you know, basically sex magic. In Africa, people take the seed generation literally and sow the fields, knowing that Mawu will make the land fertile. So get yourself a seeding today and bring it into the house to welcome Mawu and her creative powers. Name the sprout after one of Mawu's attributes that you want to cultivate. Each time you water or tend the plant, repeat its name and accept Mawu's germination energy into your spirit. How cool is that? 
Now, you can also pull up Whippy Goldberg and Ghost and get some clay. <laughs> okay. And then you can make something from that clay. So, you know, like a class that you can take and you're going to devote your, your, your uh, self to spending time on that clay. So it states here, alternatively, get some nine hardening clay and begin fashioning a symbol of what you need. So, you know, you can make like a dollar symbol or a heart if you want romantic love, or maybe you just want more empathy for yourself or healing, uh, you, you know, come up with, with a, a symbol that represents healing to you. Uh, like, what's that? name the cadence I don't know how to pronounce it and I know I just butchered the name and I know someone's laughing um (laughs) but you know the two snakes that go around a pole that the medical community uses and it has really uh spiritual origins that that image I mean that's that's probably a lot to make in clay I mean with clay unless you're really gifted uh (laughs) but you know whatever symbol works for you All right, so it states here to devote yourself to spending time on this over 28 days, a lunar cycle, until it's complete. Each time you work, say, Mother Mawu, make me whole, help me obtain my secret goal. And don't worry, I have the link for this. Okay, and it literally says God is Mawu, so you can't miss it. All right. By the time this is finished, you should, you should see the first sign of manifestation. So literally, this blog just gave you a way to work with Goddess Mawu. Okay, so why work with her? Well, we just stated that, or I, I just talked about it. So, you know, you can, you, you can work with her on Sunday for extra boost up energy of that solar energy. You can work with her on Monday for the extra boost of moon energy. Okay, you can work with her via sex magic, okay, to help you bring in your desire. Notice how I'm not saying your wants, what you want, what you want, because that's coming from a needy standpoint, even though that is true. You want that house, that car, that spouse, the money, the freedom, your time back, your 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 power back to heal and all that other stuff. Yes, you do want that. But Think about the vibration you sent out when you say, I want. It's, it's usually from a point of feeling tired, sick and tired of being sick and tired, frustration, you know, all those things that cause all those static emotions, right? All valid, don't get me wrong, but we have to work within universal laws, right? So if we are sending out that energy, like, I want this and I want that. And, you know, like, I really need this. What's going to happen? You're going to, you, you, you just may get that and that's it. Maybe. Or, or it's going to be a continual want, 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 want. And you don't, you won't realize what you have already around you. Or when that does come into your space, you won't even realize it because a lot of want is being focused there. And I'm not saying this happens to every single person, right? You could want something badly enough and you get it like, yes, finally. But as a whole, you know, it's this continual, you know, what I need because that's actually true. But we had to shift the emotion behind it to I desire. That feels so much better saying it. And it's like, it's calming down 
the wants, 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 I need, 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 want, 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 want. It's, I desire a five-bedroom home and three and a half baths and a fully furnished basement, two-car garage. You know, like it feels better than I want a home that is um, like about three, four bedrooms, uh, like about two and a half, two, two, two and a half baths, you know. I can have a you know, it's just that want causes so much if and either or and, and, and. I desire a five bedroom home, three and a half bath, two car garage, or better. It's a different vibe. So make sure when you are working with Mawu, God is Mawu, any deity, honestly, but with her because she's really focusing on universe. Here we go. Inspires the universe's abundance in every dreamer's imagination. So she's going to give you what you want and more, depending on how you ask, right? <laughs> it's not what you say, it's how you say it. That's what my papa used to always say. It's not what you say. Even my grandmother says, not what you say, it's how you say it. All right. I said the exact same thing two different ways. All right, moving right along. Moving on to the next goddess. All right, Asteria. Asteria. And I believe, so there are several ways of spelling Asteria. Uh, Her name means starry, star, falling star. So she's... uh, connected with the stars in particular so you'll see you know as other deities are connected with a planet or just a celestial body because you know the sun is a star not a planet so with planets and celestial bodies here we are she is connected to the stars all right asteria was the titan goddess of falling stars and perhaps nighttime divination such uh, as by dreams and astrology by the stars. She was the mother of Hecate. <laughs> and I just talked about Hecate in the Dark Goddess series. So just scroll back on the podcast and listen to the episode. So she's the mom of Hecate and Hecate is the goddess of witchcraft. All right. So. A starry. Okay, okay, so it stated here, Zeus chased a star, a, a star, <laughs> Asteria across the sky, but she escaped him by transforming herself into a quail and leaping into the sea to, uh, and then she arrived at the island of Delos. Interesting. So the quail is one of her symbols because of that. All right. It also states here, she is depicted in Athenian vase paintings alongside other Delian gods, Apollon, which is probably Apollo, Artemis, and Leto. She is often described as Delos, D-E-L-O-S. Okay, and it also states that uh, she also delivers prophetic dreams. All right, so she is the goddess of shooting stars and nighttime divinations and the animal Aquil. So why work with her? Because sometimes it is hard for people to receive messages 
in their waking life. Okay, so just imagine someone's calling you and it's your friend who you know has good news for you. You've been waiting for this good news, but you don't pick up the phone. And it's like, why didn't you pick up the phone? Oh, well, I didn't know how to pick up the phone. I didn't know what button to push. Like, I know I got the call, but I didn't know that's really for me, even though it was on my phone. It's something similar to that, right? Because really, once we understand how we receive messages, then it makes a lot of sense. And to understand that, no, yeah, that is definitely for you. Like, it, the, the call went to your phone. <laughs> you know, so it's similar to, okay, you saw that or you heard that or you felt that is definitely meant for you. There's no denying it. But it happens sometimes or miss call, right? You're busy and you just don't realize it. You know, like, oh, wow, snap. I didn't realize my phone was on vibrate. Wow. And I missed that call. And it's, that's how it is in life. I was so busy. I didn't even notice the signs right there in front of me. Right. Because part of you was turned off on that vibrate mode and you can't really take note of it because your phone's probably, you know, in your pocketbook somewhere, whatever, you, whatever reason you missed the call and you missed several calls and you also aren't calling back. <laughs> so working with um, Asteria to give you nighttime messages, divination, things like that is easier okay for for a lot of people it's just easier to receive nighttime dreams so for those people who are saying tia i do not remember my dreams that's okay and some people think that they don't dream Here's the thing. Everyone dreams, not everyone remembers their dreams. And some people remember their dreams, but they don't write it down in time and they forget the whole dream. Okay. Now, for those people, not the people who remember their dreams, the people who remember their dreams and prep themselves for their dreams, work with Goddess Asteria to help you with premonition dreams, dream divination, help you to receive messages for questions that you have. Now, for those of you who kind of sort of sort of remember your dreams or don't remember your dreams here's what you say before you go to bed at night i remember my dreams in its entirety or their entirety i remember my dreams in their entirety okay i remember all my dreams in their entirety i feel like it should be its entirety i don't know dreams is the subject there so dreams and then there whatever anyway you get what I'm saying <laughs> okay just repeat I remember my dreams whole and complete okay I remember my dreams whole and complete say it over and over and over again and you can do several things as far as your question you can write it on a little piece of little you know sheet of paper maybe you can uh get even a little index card or if you have a cute little stationary you know notepad you like to write it on and you have your little fancy pen whatever works for you i like writing with a nice fine felt tip pen like oof, just like that nice ink smooth now some people like the crystal on the pen 
again, it's totally up to you how creative you want to be with this. You write your question or questions. I would say maybe keep it to three if you, especially if you're trying to start to remember your dreams, maybe focus on one question for a week, you know, just have that question on your mind as you go to sleep, you know, think, um, what do I need to do to bring in blank into my life? More abundance, more love, more healing, whatever the case may be, you know, that's just an example. So you think about that, think about that. And then you say, I remember my dreams whole and complete, right? And, and you'll say, goddess Asteria, I welcome you into my dreams. Please nurture and guide me and help me to receive messages regarding whatever it is you want, right? And to learn how to work even deeper with goddesses. I did that in an episode. So you, or I discussed that in a previous episode. So uh, again, it's as simple or as intricate as you want it to be. The most simple way is to recite a goddess name over and over again, typically with your eyes closed. And that just really helps for concentration. Okay, typically with your eyes closed, you're relaxing your eyes, you're saying her name over and over and over again, you're feeling it, okay, you're you're relaxed, getting used to her energy, okay? The more intricate way would be taking a bath or a shower beforehand, getting, you know, certain color clothes together, comfortable clothes together. You have your crystals and your candles or maybe incense or your, you know, your spray, your perfume, whatever you want to spray. You might have fruit and wine out. You might have a special blanket out, oracle cards, a notepad, a pen, you know, it can get really deep music playing in the background, which is totally fine. It's again, how you want to do it. And you can have an an entire spell written out. There are more than one way to do this. And to learn more about that, how to work with goddesses and other divine beings, that's on episode 316. Okay. All right. So that's goddess Asteria. She works with the stars. So, you know, that real dream time uh, realm. And it's so cool. Every time I think about the dream time realm, I think about blues and purples and silvers and, you know, just relaxation and cool air and, and, you know, just, I don't want to say floating because it reminds me of the movie It. (laughs) guiding just just gliding about there you go drifting (laughs) that's the last thing I want when I'm thinking about dreaming is we all float down here like no 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 no. (laughs) we are working with goddesses not Pennywise (laughs) welcome to the Enchantress Society podcast with Tia Johnson where I make movie references and other pop culture references thank you All right, so next goddess is Hathor. And I have here Stellar. So she also works with the stars. And it's so funny. It's so interesting because 
I remember my my first goddess oracle deck or one of the first goddess oracle deck and her picture came up and I remember it was only her picture and a picture of goddess Pele that I turned away I looked at it and I was like I lowered my eyes and I just heard I am half Thor like it was just such a powerful statement like like this goddess is demanding but in a way like or not demanding commanding she's very commanding and it's just so nice to be in that space with a goddess who was it kind of reminds me of, of a general in a way that is just you just feel that power that presence that like boom like I am here I am like I, I'm the captain now <laughs> Okay, I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna stop with the movie references. Okay, so anyway, oh, and and with Goddess Pele, I turned to the side and I read later on, uh, in, in one of the many books I read that, um, the the people, um, you know, back in ancient times said that Goddess Pele was so beautiful that they couldn't even look at her. So it was funny that I saw the picture of Goddess Pele and I turned away like, oh man, like I just couldn't even look. So anyway, Hathor is one of the most famous goddesses of ancient Egypt. She is known as the great one of many names. Her titles and attributes are numerous that she was uh, important in every area of life and death of the ancient Egyptians. It is thought that her worship was widespread uh, because she appears on the Namir palette. However, some scholars, and then they talked about yeah, so however, some scholars suggest that the cow-headed goddess depicted on the palette is in fact Bat, probably Bat, B-A-T, is spelled Bat, but I'm guessing it's Bat, an ancient cow goddess who was largely largely absorbed by Hathor or even Namir himself. I don't know what the Namir is. I don't want to click on the link and go down that rabbit hole. Okay. Okay, she was originally a personification of the Milky Way. So that's where that stellar comes from, the stars, the whole Milky Way, (laughs) which was considered to be the milk that flowed from the udders of a heavenly cow, linking her with Nuit, Nut, N-U-T, I'm not sure how that's pronounced, Bat, but it's spelled Bat, and Mehet, Wirit. As time passed, Hathor absorbed the attributes of many other goddesses, but also became more closely associated with Isis, who in some degree usurped her position as the most powerful and popular goddess. Yet Hathor remained popular throughout Egyptian history. The worshipping of Hathor extended to... West Asia, Ethiopia, Somalia, Hathor is also known as the sky goddess, known as lady of stars and sovereign of stars. There goes that word sovereign again. And she is linked to Sirius. Mm. Interesting, interesting. She's also known as the mistress of heaven, the celestial nurse, 
okay uh she's the goddess of women for okay so backtrack she's also known as the mother of mothers okay she's the goddess of women fertility children and childbirth she had power over everything having to do with women from problems with conception or childbirth to health and beauty to matters of the heart all right so that's pretty heavy she's the goddess of beauty and patron of cosmetic arts love it But yet it states here she was not considered to be vain or shallow. And I I just want to make that point here too, because as you work with these divine beings, you are going to physically change. You know, there's going to be something about you that you're going to want to begin to embody whatever that is for you. So don't be surprised if you want to change your hair color, uh, chop some of your hair off, get a tattoo, start changing what you're wearing, there will be some physical changes. So don't let people guilt trip you for doing that. You have to do what's right for you. And as long as you're not harming yourself and someone, you know, is who cares about you is talking to you. For example, there are some people who are extreme with plastic surgery to the point where, you know, even doctors are telling them, you got to take a little break right now. Um, so yeah, I, I can understand that. And plus surgery is not fun. All right. Recovery is not fun. So I just want to say for that, if you want to get Botox fillers, Kybella, do it. Don't let no one guilt trip you or make you feel bad about doing this. What you want to do. All right. Okay. Okay, so it states here she was assured of her own beauty and goodness and love beautiful and good things. She was also known as the mistress of life and was seen as the embodiment of joy, love, romance, perfume, dance, music, and alcohol. Hathor was especially connected with the uh, fragrance of mirth. They have mirth, or myrrh, M-Y-R-R-H, mirth, myrrh incense which was considered considered to be very precious and to embody all of the finer qualities of the female sex that's what it has here hathor is associated with turquoise malachite gold and copper as the mistress of turquoise and the lady of malachite she was the patron of miners and the goddess of sinai pensila S-I-N-A-I, Sinai, I don't know. (sighs) The location of the famous turquoise and copper mines, the Egyptians used eye makeup made from ground malachite, which had protective function in fighting eye infections, which was attributed to Hathor. Now, malachite uh, is toxic when it hits water. So keep that in mind. (laughs) all right so why and then she has a lot of different names okay so why work with goddess hathor well we we just went over several 
are multiple. <laughs> okay, uh, of her, her, what she's connected to, her correspondences. So, if you are wanting to embody the joy, the love, romance, you know, dance and music, all these things that raise your vibration, and also even with alcohol, if you are someone who is living the sober life, you're like alcohol is not for me. That's okay. These are optional. You don't have to partake in every single thing, but maybe you'll work on the music and, you know, focus, focusing on the joy and the arts, you know, cosmetic arts, you know, maybe you'll, you'll play around with some makeup and things like that. Okay. Get that daring lip color, right? Lipstick. So, and, and also as it stays here, she, she's associated with the Milky Way. So think about what do you want to create in your life? Like, how do you want your life to look? Right. Because this is your universe. Everyone has their own universe. And, and we are just entering other people's universes. OK, and people are, ent- in, are entering our universe. Right. So what do you want to create? What does your Milky Way look like? OK, like really what's all included in that? I'm telling you right now, for me, I am working on building my spiritual council. And I even talk about this um, for the witch goddess in the Enchantress Coven, that at the point of the witch goddess, you're focusing even more on your spiritual council. And your spiritual council are the people who you go to for (laughs) spiritual counseling. So these are the trusted people who have your best interests in mind. They're not trying to, you know, secretly, you know, uh, insert some fear-based um, uh, uh, mindset to get you to spend extra money on them. No, they're providing guidance for you. I have someone who I go to for readings and um, now I found someone for astrology reports and things like that. So I'm building up my spiritual counsel, the people who I go to for that insight. What am I missing then I need to tweak. That was a question I asked the ancestors, the goddess through my reader. And boom, I got the direct answer because sometimes, as Ali stated in, in uh, her episode, it's hard to read our own chart, right? Because we're so close to it. Or sometimes, you know, it is easy to overlook, forget something because we're, we have a lot of balls in the air, right? We're juggling a lot of things. So that's fine. You know, doctors go to doctors too, right? So that's what I'm saying here is in in my Milky Way, my universe, I have a spiritual council and I'm encouraging other people to develop that. Now we can take it a step further and like, oh, well, since this is a cosmic series, these could be planets. These people can represent a planet. You know, what's the energy this person brings? Because each planet has its own energy of correspondence. Jupiter deals a lot with uh, finances, money, among other things. Saturn is a teacher planet. So you're going to school, right? Uh, You know, Venus, we know that's associated with love and other things. Each one has its own thing. So I can say, you know, okay, well, for for deep spiritual insights, you know, it, it could be, uh, was it Neptune, the, the invisible kingdom in a way, right? Because 
that's a subconscious level thing. So I'm, and I'm just making this up as I go along, right? Like, I'm not saying it has to be Neptune. I'm just saying because that deals with intuition and things like that, that that could be that planet. And I know it might sound a little bit crazy, a little bit off, like, wait a minute, like people are planning and but think about this because I am literally pulling information about deities that are associated with planets, right? And how we can work with them, what they represent. So think about what people represent in your life and if that is something you want in your universe, okay? And ask Goddess Hathor to help you with that process, all right? To help you create all that, to bring in more joy. The music, it could be celestial music. You can YouTube that, celestial music, okay? And that will get you even more in tuned. And I'm telling you, the more you educate yourself on this, and I'm not saying that this has to be your path in its entirety. No, what I'm saying is take what resonates and you can leave the rest behind. But I know that this is important to know. So even if you understand, you know, just a little bit below the surface level, I'm satisfied. (laughs) All right. Because the more you know, the better off you'll be, okay? And then then the more you know how to work with that, gosh, you are just limitless. All right, moving right along. Athena, Athena is connected to the sun. All right, she is the goddess of wisdom, war, weaving crafts, weaving and crafts. Uh, Her home is Mount Olympus. Um, One of her sacred animals is the owl, um, another symbol is the olive tree. Um, her other names are Pallas. I have seen Pallas Athena, and they have here Trio Genetia. I don't know. Her Roman name is Minerva. All right, let's let's scroll up here and get some info on Athena. All right. And of course, like everything else, there are multiple ways to spell it. So don't get too caught up on that if you see a spell slightly different or has some accent over the vowels. All right, Athena was the Olympian goddess of wisdom and good counsel, war, the defense of towns, heroic endeavor, weaving, pottery, and various other crafts. She was depicted as a stately woman armed with a shield and spear and wearing a long robe, crested helm, and famed Aegeus, I don't know how to pronounce that, a snake-trimmed cape. That's what that is. Adorned with a monstrous visage, so face, of Medusa. All right. So based, I mean, they could have just made that sentence so much shorter. So she also had a shield with Medusa's face on it. <laughs> so as opposed to Captain America's shield with the star, or, um, you know, just to shield all together with the colors and stuff, she has Medusa. Okay. I like that she's associated with the sun and it makes sense because with the wisdom, you're literally shining light on a situation. But what I want to also say about Athena, because I've seen this pop up in study research I've done when uh, 
when I was researching for my first book, To Be Goddess, I talked about Athena. But there are stories stating that she was a virgin. Here's the thing. Virgin, virginity, that has nothing to do with sex. That is a social construct to oppress women, okay, to oppress their sexuality. Being a virgin just has to do with new. Like, yes, it does have to do with new and purity, but it's just a sense of like a, a fresh start, like a new beginning. You know, it's like spring initially it represents that that virginal aspect because that's the maiden it's, it's young it's new to the scene that's that's really it and then the kicker is that spring also represents fertility right but the word the term virgin has nothing to do with not being sexually active or not ever having sex rather because you could just not be having sex and you had sex before. So me like, so it has nothing to do with never having sex before. Okay. Again, another term used to, to be part of a narrative to oppress women. So to say, Oh yeah, you know, he is a virgin. She is a virgin. That really meant that they were new that they were really, you know, just innocent. You know, they, they are new to something. They are, again, they, they just haven't done, a, like, a, um trying to explain, like, a, um, it, like, they don't have, uh, I don't want to say maturity, but they had that growth that's needed, right? And that was flipped to represent oh well they're new they're innocent on the scene okay well you want someone and and it also represents young in in some ways so that became bastardized into what we know it today just like the term bitch and i know i butchered the explaining of it but uh in a nutshell it's just all about, it's really about new, being, being new. Maiden, it just means new maiden. And maiden, again, is just the beginning. That, that's it. And when you think about the triple moon goddess, is maiden, mother, crone. That's it. It's, it's just a phase. It's, it's a phase. So. But also it's, so it's a phase, but it does have to do with being independent, autonomous. So again, that sovereignty is really just about being free, <laughs> okay? So when you think about it, the maiden, and then after the maiden, you become a mom. So it's like, oh, okay, well back then it was it was a high push again another smear campaign to uh say well if if you're going to have sex then, then that really should just be for procreation right so now it's like oh what before was the maiden a, a younger woman you know new fresh on the scene and that and by the way that can also be an older woman who's new to something 
Okay. So they took, so, you know, once you're not new to something anymore, depending on your cycle, now you're the mother. Now you're going to, whether it's figuratively or literally give birth to something, right? Or you just have more knowledge. You've been around the block a few times. So they took that and, you know, basically said, oh, well, the mother, you know, well, you know, again, this is just for sex is solely for procreation. So the first stage, virgin, yeah, we're going to take that. And now we're going to make that mean, oh, well, a woman who just hasn't had sex yet. And we want to make that the thing that we want women to be virgin until marriage. And then you're supposed to be owned by your husband. So it's unfortunate, but that's what it is. So, so when, whenever you read about a goddess being a virgin, look at if they explain what that means because that would be a little bit of an indication if they're trying to force (laughs) that narrative that they didn't have sex these goddesses they are not living by society rules okay these goddesses are some of them are shapeshifters some of them become men you know some of them you know, like they would become a man for a day or whatever, or older woman like Isis did it. She went off and, you know, to to find her husband and get his pieces back together. She, she pretended to be an old woman. She took the form of an older woman. Okay. These goddesses, they are powerful. They are direct. Some of, (laughs) you know, throw all society rules out the window with them. Okay. All right. So back to Athena. I know I went a little bit on a on a side note <laughs> there, but I just had to really reel that in, even though I butchered <laughs> the explanation because one, it just pisses me off that that narrative to oppress women is still around. And two, I like like I said before, I like telling people the background of a term. Just just like the word bitch, that's it's actually a sacred meaning that got bastardized over the years because of the smear campaign done. But anyway, let's get back to Athena because I went off on a tangent. All right. So why, why work with, with Athena? Well, do you need wisdom in a particular situation? Do you need strength in a particular situation? Do you need to be your own hero in a situation? Do you need that, uh, that, that cape, <laughs> you know, that Athena has with Medusa's face? You know what I mean? Like, like what, what do you need to give you that extra boost of strength, of confidence for you to get the job done? Okay. You can work with Athena on Sunday for that extra, you know, solar energy power. You can, you know, again, you can work with her any day of the week, but, you know, Sunday is a little extra boost of energy, right? Uh, What do you want from your life that requires you to, you know, as they say, bulk up a little bit, you know, (laughs) stick your chest out a little bit. What do you need in life that Athena could guide you through? Right. So really think about that, because calling on Athena means that, you know, you're you're asking for, as it states here, good counsel. And I was just saying, I'm working on my spiritual counsel. 
you know, and this is important because sometimes we do need outside help to make a decision, right? Sometimes we're still in our head or sometimes we don't, we don't even think about another possibility, you know, and other people come along and help us out. All right, moving right along, moving right along. We have Dion. All right. And that translates into divine. If you think of Dionne Warwick, right? And her name is Divine. And she is, she's a goddess. All right. So. All righty. It states here, Dionne was a nymph daughter of the Titan Atlas and wife of the Impedius. I, I don't know why I can't pronounce words these days. Impedius. I don't know what's wrong with me today. Uh, Lottie and Keen Tantalos. I'm usually so good at this. I don't know. It's one of those things. It's an off day. She was probably a star and mountain nymph. Yeah, I was wondering if she was wood nymph, mountain nymph. Like her sisters, the Flades and Hades, who I guess it's Hyades, H-Y-A-D-E-S, who, because it says sisters, but whatever, who resided on Mount Syphilis in Lydia. Okay, that was a lot. So basically... All right. And so a nymph is a nature deity. So that's why you'll see like a woodland nymph, um, a mountain nymph. Uh, They're usually very attractive. Um, And I'm just reading this. You can usually find them in rivers or woods. So you get it pretty much. All right. So. Why work with Dion? Well, because in addition to uh, Dion having that Mars energy, and I'm going to talk a little bit about Mars energy, uh, really understanding your environment helps. So here she's a mountain nymph, and her name is Divine. What environment is good for you? What environment is good for you on a day-to-day basis? What environment is good for you vacation-wise? What environment is good for you maybe on a longer uh, timeline? For example, I know some people who have short homes or mountain homes and, you know, they'll go there for a couple of weeks and then they have their regular home and they go on vacation or, you know, to like only hot places or some people go to cold places, you know. So what I'm saying is, are you a mountain person, a beach person, a forest person, uh, ancient ruins, you know, ruins, you know, go to see, you know, ancient temples, uh, go to see all the spiritual hotspots. Are you more of an earthly person and you do the road trips across country? What nature aspect is good for your soul for me i love looking at mountains in the distance i love 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 being on the beach at nighttime when the moon hits the ocean you know and you see like the ripples of the moonlight and then you see the stars and you hear the water go you know (laughs) that's probably not what it sounds like on your end but in my mind it sounds perfect 
So um, not that I don't mind the, the sunlight, you know, I, I love the sunset on a beach. Oh my God. When I was in Costa Rica. So my best friend and I just caught this sunset and it never happened again. And we were in Costa Rica for, oh gosh, like 12 days. We were, it was a little over a week. And when we arrived at the resort, you know, it, it's indoor, outdoor. So we just, you know, you just walk like straight through and the beach is private. So we, it's just like crazy we just walked right on the beach and the colors of the sky I just never seen a sunset like that before and it and we and we did not see that that same sunset for our entire stay it was crazy we even went over to the next resort which was it had like an open beach not like it had the beach part was open to the public to see we can get it from a different angle nope it, it was it was just such a blessing that we caught it at that time. It it just so happened that way, and again, it was just breathtaking, the best sunset. Um, but you know, for you, it may be the woods. I watch. Uh, oh man, what's that show called? It's on National Geographic, and it talks about people who live in Alaska and how they choose to hunt. You know, kill. Uh, you know, their, their dinner, they're skinning it and everything, everything. They're not going to their local market to buy steak. They're going out there and killing the deer, skinning it, cooking it and everything. They, they choose to live out there and do that. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, that's a lot of work. Or they'll go fishing. They'll, you know, carve out a little piece in the lake. And I'm just thinking, oh my gosh, but that's what's for them. Okay, what's for you? And work with Dion. Dion, help help me with this. What's what's my my nature element? Because you may think, oh, forest, totally forest, and then may, maybe you go in and get an Airbnb cabin, and you think, you know what? Actually, it's not for me. Let me try something else. Just keep experimenting, and you know, we we go through phases. Sometimes we are cool with you know the shore home right? The beach home. And then we might think, mm, you know what? I'm tired of this beach. I'm going to sell this or rent out that home. And I'm going to get a, a, another place somewhere else, a different beach. Okay. So really think about that. Help her to guide you to really make that determination, but also to give you the opportunities or lead you to the opportunities so you can fulfill that desire. Right. Because also there's the okay, well, financing, getting that home or, you know, maybe saving up money for that Airbnb or working with someone where maybe you can stay there for free and you, you know, do work for them or something like that, like social media work or something. I don't know. But really understand, understand what environment is good for your soul. Now, could that mean moving? I don't know. It's something that, that you have to make that determination. I know for sure I'm going to have multiple homes because <laughs> I don't like wearing a lot of clothes. And as much as I love Philadelphia, and I love it, it will always be in my heart. The, the changing of the seasons for months at a time, it, it gets old after a while especially with the winter season because it's darker it's dark for so long you know it's just like 
I'm over it. Like by the time February, not even February, by the time January 2nd hit, I'm like, all right, this is whack. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so yeah, so work with, with Dion. All right. And that, uh, that energy of Mars, let, let's talk about that because that, that's a really aggressive, but aggression can be a good thing when channeled properly. And by properly, I don't mean society properly. I mean, for good things, like you can be aggressive about achieving your goals. Okay. So Mars energy, like I said, aggression, but also have to do with bravery, passion, and strength of those who must fight for what they believe in. I mean, that that pretty much sums it up. It, that bravery that you need, the strength that you need to get this done, to get whatever it is that you need done. And that bravery and passion there, that that's the strength that will that Mars will give you to help you in your endeavors. So working with goddess Dion is to work with that Mars energy that that's a cosmic energy to work with. So when, so you can work with Athena to help you with that bravery, right. Or, or even the wisdom. And then you work with goddess Dion to help you be aggressive with achieving your goals, your endeavors, it's that extra umph you need. So we were to compound this, right? Goddess Mawu would be that that nurturing mother to help you. You know, your cheerleader telling you, go, 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 you got this. And provide all the nourishment you need, you know, because she embodies the moon and the sun. Okay. And then you can work with Athena to help you with the wisdom aspect. What do I need to know? What am I overlooking? What haven't I addressed yet? And then Dion, Goddess Dion, can give you the aggression, that extra energy internally to give you that push to step out your comfort zone, to speak up more, to be direct so you can achieve your endeavors because you didn't come down here to kind of sort of achieve it or not achieve it at all. You have shit to do, (laughs) okay? So- that's Dion. And we're down to the last two. Now, we have a god in the building. I was looking very hard to find a goddess associated with the planet Jupiter. I could not find it. I'm not saying that there is not a goddess associated with Jupiter. And if you do know of one, please email me and let me know. I would like to do some research on her. So we have Thor. Yes, that's right. Thor. If you read uh, the series on the blog magical days of the week uh especially on thursday you'll see me talk a little bit about thor there because thursday is named after thor um and (laughs) i just love thinking about that when i hear muggles talk about how spirituality is the devil i'm like you look forward to fridays and that's named after freya and you know the other days of the week that you acknowledge are named after planets or gods and so um, you are uh, you are uh, practicing old ways there. Or if you blow out a candle on your birthday cake, I hate to break it to you, but that's candle magic. But again, that's another episode. Anyway, all right, Thor. In Germanic and Norse mythology, Thor is the god of thunder who carries a magical hammer that only he can lift. This hammer is called 
I'm not even going to try to pronounce that hammer. It's going to be Thor's hammer for this episode. Um, it is spelled M-J-O-L-L-N-I-R. And is Thor's most iconic symbol. His hammer will return to him like a boomerang whenever he threw it into the sky. In addition to being the god of thunder, Thor is also the god of lightning, storm, strength, and protection. He is sometimes associated with fertility, protecting mankind, and blessing weddings. Yeah, I did see somewhere else that he is also a protector of women. Um, and I wish I could remember where I saw that. All right. Thor possesses long red hair and a beard. He often displays a quick temper and is quick to engage in violence, even if violence may not be necessary. So, yes, I know in the Marvel comics he has blonde hair, but they even made a note of that below. But he actually has red hair. All right. And it talked about his early life. He is the son of Odin. And, you know, Odin's the god of wisdom, poetry, healing, and death. Um. And his mother is Jord, J-O-R-D, I believe that's how it's pronounced. The personification of Earth. Ooh, personification of Earth. All right. So with Thor, well, first of all, Jupiter's energy. Let's let's talk a little bit. Actually, wait a minute. Let me see here, because they have quick that quick facts about Thor. Let's let's go through that. All right, they talked about his marriage to Norse goddess Sif. Sif is the goddess of the earth. In addition to his hammer, Thor also possessed a belt and gloves. The belt, I'm not even going to try to pronounce what the belt is called, and the combination is called something else. All right, and it means strength. Okay, so the belt name translates into strong belt. (laughs) All right, and the translation for his gloves are called iron grippers or iron gauntlets. He rode a chariot that was pulled by two massive goats. Um, and in Norse mythology, would describe thunder as the sound of Thor's chariot being pulled through the sky. Today, oh yeah, and Thursday is yeah, and then talk about Thursday being named after Thor. So um, it's a pretty powerful guy there. Now, let's talk about Jupiter's energy, and then um, then I'll explain why, why I work with Thor. I mean, you know, there's nothing like having nice protective energy, but I do want to say that Jupiter uh, has to do with prosperity, good health, abundance, and leadership. So really, you know, money. <laughs> and, you know, and of course, you know, other forms of abundance, but um oh i have here he's defender against evil so i don't know where i saw where he defends women i'm not sure but anyway or maybe someone had an experience with him but anyway uh so the planet jupiter has to do with abundance like i was saying prosperity leadership good health okay so when we think about you know thor and everything he's associated with you know protection just just being you know, I mean, even though it says he's quick to engage in violence and quick temper, when I when I hear that, I think about when I see someone I care about be when I feel like they're being disrespected, I have a quick temper. <laughs> you know, it's like, wait a minute, just calm down, calm down, calm down. So what I'm saying here is to work with God, to work with the God Thor. Um, it, it sounds weird to say the God Thor because you know Thor is so common. I would just say Thor. Um, so to work with Thor is to focus on protection. 
um, to even focus on fertility and even to have a, a blessed wedding. So I, I can't recall now because I've been talking for a while now, which goddess uh, has, oh, it was uh, Mama, I think it was a Mama Quila that had to do with the marriages. So, you know, you can work with goddess Quila. I'm just uh, clicking back here. Yeah, marriage. So you can work with goddess Quila, uh, Mama Quila to help you with getting married or like I said, spice up your marriage, whatever case may be. So if you're someone who's going to get married, work with her and then work with Thor to have a blessed wedding, you know, to hold off storms. Like, all right, Thor, no storms <laughs> on my wedding. None of that. All right. And also, you know, when, when, when you go to work with Jupiter, all right. And as we heard in the episode with Ali, some people are born with, a retrograde and, you know, one of their signs. So they thrive during a retrograde. So you may even want to work with Thor doing a Mercury retrograde, you know, for whatever protection, money, um, a blessed wedding, you know, whatever the case may be. <clears throat> because, you know, that, that melt energy, selling, earning money and, I'm not saying it can't be a feminine energy, but there is a a tactic where there is that male energy and female energy regarding that, that finances and things like that. So when you think about it, feminine energy is receiving, male energy is giving. So when you want to work with Jupiter, you know, get in touch with your feminine energy of receiving what you desire, what you ask for. So when you work with Thor and, you know, by default, the planet Jupiter and what you want to attract on an abundant and material scale, don't exclude the other part of you. So while that male aspect of the giving, which could be, you know, when, when you do something, you give something service to receive money. For example, you, you give a class and receive money, right? The male energy in you is the given. The female energy in you is the receiving the money as opposed to, oh, you know, it's okay. I'll do it for free when you really wanted to get paid for that. Now that's different than when you want to do it for free. And then maybe you have a follow-up or something like that, you know, whatever. So when you are working with abundance you want to bring abundance into your life you want to bring more money into your life think about what your feminine aspect wants to do do you want to take a bath a spiritual bath do you want to just go to sleep for a moment do you want to stretch like what's what's your feminine aspect for you that allows you to receive maybe you have a tea ritual you know, you drink your tea and it's a special tea and your special mug. Like, what do you need to receive? What nourishment do you need to receive? What fuel do you need to receive to help you receive those desires you've been petitioning for, right? What nourishment do you need to put into yourself? What do you need to invest into yourself so you can receive, all right? So, you know, to, to work with Thor is to have that strong male energy. And that's okay. And I know I said goddesses. That was a little surprise. 
because uh, I don't think I ever talked about gods on the show. So maybe like once or twice. But yeah, so and 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 I I worked with Thor once. There was a book I read that led you through a meditation with Thor. And it's it's just interesting to have, it's good to have that male energy. It's in us anyway. So it's nice to bring that into the space and to work with that. So yeah, you know, that's really cool. Good, good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. All right. The last goddess, the last deity here. Now I've heard her name be pronounced a couple of ways again if i'm wrong shoot me an email let me know ria raya r-h-e-a is also spelled r-e-r-h-e-i-a okay i mean her name means flow ease i actually uh pulled one of her cards for one of the weekly goddess readings that i do on instagram all right so ria was or Rhea, was the titanus mother of the gods uh the goddess of female fertility motherhood and generation her name means flow and ease as the wife of chronos uh she represented the eternal flow of time and generations as the great mother the flow was menstrual blood, birth waters, and milk. She was also a goddess of comfort and ease, a blessing reflected in the common, a common um, Homer phase, phrase, the gods who live at their ease. All right. In myth, she was the wife, oh, it literally just said that, Kronos and queen of heaven, when her husband heard a prophecy that he would be disposed by one of his children, he took, I, I remember this part, he took to swallowing each of them as soon as they were born. But Rhea bore her youngest, Zeus, in secret and hid him away in a cave in Crete. Crete is also spelled with a K, spelled with a C, guarded by shield clashing court, uh, court, Retus. Uh, in his, oh, so there's a little typo here. Instead, she presented Kronos with a stone wrapped in uh, swaddling clothes, which he promptly devoured. And then it also talks about how she's also a mother of someone else, Cybele, or Cybele, spelled with a K and a C, both depicted as uh, matronly women. Okay. So, her parents are Uranus and Gaia, Gaia, G-A-E-A. Um, she is the mother of gods and mountains, okay, symbols, the turret crown, the symbol. Uh, the lion is her animal. The fir tree is her plant. So, why work with her? Why? Well, she has Saturn energy, and Saturn is the teacher planet, is one of the the rougher planets, tough love planets. And as you heard in Ali's episode, Saturn comes and turns things upside down. And when we don't know that Saturn 
paid us a visit to do that, we think that our lives are all messed up. What the heck happened? You know, is there a curse on me? Like, what the hell? Um, but work with her to get you through the, a, a little bit easier, right? That ease. <laughs> to ease the tension a little bit, okay? Because Saturn is just rough. You're not going to get around that. But she's going to ease the blow a little bit, okay? <laughs> but also, she's going to help you get into the flow of your cycles, the flow of just you, right? Like, what are you resisting with, with yourself? Like, what are you denying yourself? I use myself as an example. So I do not care to cook. I'm not interested in it. I appreciate the art of cooking. Do not get me wrong. I appreciate that. My mom went to cooking school before she started working at the Department of Defense. She's a great cook. And... <laughs> She's one of those people, anyone who's a cook will know this. Everyone gets kicked out the kitchen. All right. Get the hell out of my kitchen. I'm doing my thing. So I appreciate the art of cooking, the space people need for cooking, that it's a process. I appreciate all of that. All right. Because I mean, she watched Hell's Kitchen and she said that's how I was when she was in cooking school in the 70s. So I, I get it from that perspective. But I couldn't care less to cook for myself. I know how to cook. I don't care to do it. I don't. And so I do force myself to cook, (laughs) you know. But I order. I just prefer to order out because I don't care. So going forward, as I progress in my business, eventually I am going to hire someone to cook for me. To, you know, make the meals, whether it's a few times a week. And, you know, weekends and Tuesdays and maybe, I don't know, Thursdays, I'll cook for myself or something like that. I don't want to do it. I don't care to do it. I don't want to do it. And I've been trying to not really convince myself, but just deal with it. Even when I was younger and, you know, older people would say, oh, you know, you can, you can um, make a meal and do this. And then you, you have that for lunch for the next couple of days. How you? I don't even know what I want to eat for lunch today. How am I going to know if I want to eat that same thing three days in a row? Sometimes I do. Thanksgiving food? Oh, yeah, I'm eating that macaroni and cheese till like, I don't know, Tuesday or Wednesday. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm eating that ham for a week. Yeah, if it's something I truly love. But I'm not going to force myself to eat something three days in a row because I'm saving three bucks. And by the end of the year, I'll save $100. You know, like, it's just so crazy to me. I remember looking at the news. Oh, yeah, if you do this and you do that, by the end of the the year, you'll save $110.63. I mean, yeah, okay, but I'm not going to skip out on doing something. So at the end of the year, I save a whopping $100, you know, dollars. Like, what's that going to mean to me on December 31st? Happy New Year. I saved $113 on my car insurance. Like, <laughs> like, okay, all right. But I mean, I don't want to wait for that at the end of the year, not for a hundred bucks. Like, no. So I recognize that with myself. And it's important because, especially when it comes to cooking, we we heard the term, many people heard that term, TLC. When my grandmother cooked something, I don't care. It was simple, just rice, you know, just rice. And she had her little flavor to it. 
it tastes completely different than anyone else who ever cooked rice. It's that extra TLC that gets put in there. That, that's that's the, the secret ingredients right there. I don't have that TLC when I'm cooking, <laughs> okay? I hate it. I don't like it at all. But I came to terms with that, and I have a plan going forward. So I'm now in my personal flow because I have the perspective of I'm going to hire a small business owner, right? Company. I'm going to I'm going to hire someone from their company to help me to make my life easier. And someone someone is getting paid, a small business person. That's how I look at it. We're collaborating here, right? There's a service being rendered on both ends, you know. I'm giving well not service but on both ends but you know what I mean like I'm rendering money that person's going to render a well-prepared meal I like that so what are you at odds with in your life personally that's not allowing you to be in the flow because once I hire that person now I have more time to focus on things that I truly want to focus on like content creation like collaborating or talking with people, planning more, making videos, doing all these other things where I can really focus now because I don't have to worry about, you know, did I buy enough food? Did I get this food? Did I feel like cooking? That's another thing too. Do I even feel like prepping? You know, do I feel like doing it? So where are you not in flow with yourself personally? Like really look into that because again, with that Saturn, the teacher planet is, it's going to shake things up for you regardless. So if, if you are doing what you're supposed to do, then Saturn's not really, it's not going to shake much up because nothing to shake up. But if you are at odds with yourself or if you're just not on the path you're supposed to be, which a lot of people realize that the last year, right? Which is why people are evaluating their job, you know? Right, a lot of people looking at their job like, you know what? I didn't want to work there anyway. Let me find something else. Right? People are waking up to that because that was not part of their alignment, or they weren't supposed to be there that long, or they were starting to be molded to be there that long and almost missed their mark. You see what I'm saying? So Saturn comes and like, hey, 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 yo, hey, come here for a minute. Come here, come, come here, come here, come here. Let me talk to you. No. Pap. <laughs> okay, that's Saturn. All right. So w- work with Rhea, especially when Saturn pays you a visit and Saturn already paid you a visit, then just work with her so you will continue to be in your flow. So again, what are you in conflict with your, you know, internally? For some people, it's their and and I understand because it's not easy for everyone. And, and I hate that this is even a thing. You know, so for some people, it's their sexuality, right? Because of their upbringing. They were told, you know, and, and for example, Lil Nas has been a great example of this. When he released Montero and he told the people, be mad, stay mad, because you made me hate myself. Because, you know, he was told being gay was wrong, horrible, evil. Right. So imagine that inner conflict for all those years. I can't even begin to imagine it. And it's horrible that people do stuff like that. You know, it's, it's truly sad. So for some people, your inner conflict may be your sexuality. And I'm here to tell you, I hope that one day 
you are able to live your truth and be happy. I really do. I understand that it's not safe for some people to come out. And that really hurts me because now someone's not living their life, right? Because someone's nastiness. Okay. And sometimes it's, I also read about people who, you know, they respect their grandmom, so they didn't want to tell their grandmother. And then there's other people who they told or they, they're in full drag and they know their grandparents love it. So what I'm saying here is I understand it's a case-by-case basis. I understand some people, unfortunately, get kicked out the house and things like that. So I'm holding space for you. But I, I, just, I just want to, you know, acknowledge that sometimes it's someone's sexuality. So especially if you are a young person listening to this or you're an older person who grew up in, in an era where unfortunately this still happens today i was going to say we're a cost of your job but i had a conversation with someone just last year where they told me their friend got fired for being gay so i I would like to say that was something in the past but it's not so you know i am holding space for you and and i'm just hoping one day we can be at a place where everyone gets to be it like for it to be a place where that is not the thing where someone has to worry about, oh my God, would I get kicked out the house where I get killed? Will I lose my job? So, you know, work with goddess Rhea to help you with whatever internal conflict that is not causing the flow in your life. Okay. And be open to signs, messages, symbols, or even someone who casually comes up and talk to you. Okay. Be open to all of that. All right. That's what I have for you. Those are the eight deities. Mama Quila, Mawu, Asteria, Hathor, Athena, Dion, Thor, and Freya. And those are the planets, the lunar, the solar, or planets and celestial bodies, um, the stars, the Milky Way, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn, um, so many great cosmic energies to work with. I am sending you lots of love, many blessings. Be kind to yourself. You know, I'm rooting for you. And let's see. Oh, the next episode is Telescope, the new moon. So hang tight. We got more energies coming your way. Until next time, Enchantress. Thank you so much for tuning in, Magical One. Let's keep in touch. Join the VIP email list by going to tmariejohnson.com. And as always, I'm sending you lots of love, many blessings. I'm rooting for you. And remember to be kind to yourself. Until next time.